Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is an intriguing quarterback situation that is playing out in San Francisco and why the Philadelphia Eagles are exceptionally lucky to be where they are. We will get into wow. all of that. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. What up? Hold on. You didn't throw in a crazy middle name? I didn't today. I wasn't feeling it. It's it's a rainy, crummy day. I'm going to keep it simple here in the Northeast. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like you throwing audibles, you know, taking liberties with our show. All right. How about Christopher Purdy Canty? Okay. We can roll with that. Why don't we begin right there? Here we go. Only one place to start. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. The test today showed a tear of the UCL. If this guy's got to have surgery, then there's no doubt in my mind that San Francisco is going after another quarterback. So, with that all in mind, looks like Brock Purdy is going to be out around six months. Then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who was hurt with a broken foot in December, and as we know, is a free agent, and the 49ers cannot franchise him. Trey Lance fractured his fibula and had ligament damage as well, had two surgeries on his ankle. The quarterbacks have a lot of quarterbacks, or the 49ers have a lot of quarterbacks. They just can't play right now. Are they going to add another one to the mix? There's Tom Brady, who was certainly disappointed with what he saw the other day. Here he is last night on his SiriusXM Let's Go podcast. Injuries play a role in every game, and you know, your margin of error changes quite a bit. Obviously, San Fran had really no chance to compete. That was tough just to, you know, see that happen. But and at the same time, it's the reality of the sport. So Philly deserved it. They had an incredible season. They played well on defense. You know, they forced, you know, that pass and, and the injury to, to Brock there on his on his wrist or his, his uh, elbow. Anything can happen in the first quarter of the game. And of course, it's going to affect the outcome. So, you know, yesterday was just if you're relegated to handing the ball off down 28 points or whatever it was there in the fourth quarter, it's, there's no chance of coming back at that point. Tom Brady is the 49ers' best option for 2023 because yep. they have to win right now. Well, yeah, Tom Brady is the only one that you're going to be able to rely on to stay healthy too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, San Francisco has to factor that into the math. Trey Lance hasn't proven that. Brock Purdy hasn't proven that. And Jimmy Garoppolo damn sure hadn't proven that. Now, the Garoppolo one is a little bit different because we know they can't franchise tag him, and somebody is going to throw a bag of money at him this offseason a longer-term deal, Tom Brady is a short-term proposition. And the reason why I think that makes sense on multiple levels is because Tom Brady can mentor Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, and also Tom Brady can help your team get over that hump in terms of being able to give you high-level quarterback play in the postseason, but then also the intangibles that a team needs in order to contend at a championship level. Look, there are options here for San Francisco. I personally believe that if they bring Brady in, they do need to consider uh, going ahead and trading away one of the two when they are healthy, whether it's Purdy or Trey Lance. I know you don't think that's something that they have to do at all. For me, I I don't want just a continued cloudy situation over who my quarterback is for the long term because I'm assuming that if I bring Brady in, it's for one year and it's try to win immediately and that's it. But Chris, there's somebody else too that we do need to consider and that's Aaron Rodgers. Mm. You know, we have spent so much time talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets over the last week or so and especially heated up over the weekend when Adam Schefter reported that 
the 49ers, or at least people around the league think, not the 49ers, excuse me, the Packers, uh, people around the league believe, are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They may want to trade him in the AFC, but as you have pointed out many times, they may not have the option as to where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the one that uh, that is told where he can and cannot play in 2023. But is he the better option for the 49ers than Tom Brady at this point, knowing that you're going to have to trade away at least a one and multiple picks to go Well, the compensation him. that the Green Bay Packers would ask from the Niners is going to be higher than an AFC team is going to have to pay if they're interested in Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's what it is because it's in the conference. So in order for Green Bay to hold their nose and, and send Aaron Rodgers to a team that was in the conference championship game this year, I, I think it would take significant draft capital. Now, is that two first-round picks? Is that – you know, two premium picks, I mean, you know, one and a two. I, I don't know exactly what the math would end up being, but I think it would be something along those lines. To, but if San Francisco identified Aaron Rodgers as a better option than Tom Brady, then F them picks. Yeah. Go ahead and trade and mortgage off the future picks and get, Tom, uh, get Aaron Rodgers in there because you don't have forever with this window – and with these core players. Christian McCaffrey is getting older. There are a ton of miles on him already. Trent Williams is getting older. A lot of miles on him. Debo Samuel, not an old player, but we've seen Debo deal with injuries the last couple of years, and especially last postseason. So I just you have to think about how long the shelf life is for some of your premium players on the offensive side of the ball, and then get a quarterback in there that can help you take advantage of that championship window that you have right now. Now think about this for a second. From a San Francisco perspective, they do not have their first. They do not have their second. They do not have their third-round pick this coming year because Mm -hmm. remember the two and the three went for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You have your first uh, the next few years. You've got all your picks after this year. Yeah. Chris, I was thinking about this a lot after our show last night, by the way, Canty and Carlin, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, Mm -hmm. when we first started talking about this. If I were the 49ers, I would have no trouble trading away the two first-round picks, 24 and 25, and Trey Lance for them. I would do that if I were San Francisco. Because think about it. I I need to know that I'm going to get one more, more than one year out of Aaron Rodgers, But if you put Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco, you absolutely, absolutely could virtually guarantee a championship. And as much as I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world, if I put him there with that defense, if I put him there with those weapons on offense, man. Do they become the favorite in the NFC over the the Eagles? Not become. They are the favorite. They are the decided favorite. Well, right now we look at Philadelphia as the class of the conference. Yes, but if you make Aaron Rodgers the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers for the next two years or so, Chris, that to me is the clearest path to two championships. They both, meaning Brady and Rodgers, both look like they slowed down a little bit. And I know that we have to stop putting too much of an expectation on these guys being able to play into their 40s because of what Brady has done. Yeah, here's the thing. I I give Tom Brady a little bit more of a pass than I do Aaron Rodgers in terms of what we saw from this year Mm -hmm. because Tom Brady had a change with his head coach. Like, he went from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles, who's proven nothing as a head coach. 
I mean, Nick Saban said it a long time ago, good players can't overcome bad coaching. And it felt like too many instances where Tom Brady was trying to overcome Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. So that aside, it comes down to the question of how much better is Aaron Rodgers than Tom Brady? Because that's going to inform the San Francisco front office on how much they are willing to give for Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't think the, the difference between the two at this stage is that significant when I, would, when I would fork over the draft compensation that Green Bay would be asking for. So I do think Tom Brady is the route to go. But if you add either one of those quarterbacks to what San Francisco already has right now in place, then they are definitively the second best team in the conference, and it might be a coin flip for being the best team right there with the Philadelphia Eagles. If I were the Packers at this point, Chris, I would not be so much worried about the AFC-NFC thing. I need to get the best deal that I can. Yeah, They're not going to win in the short term if they're trading away Aaron Rodgers. Well, they couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I mean, you can't get to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. We can do it without You had a win and end game against the Detroit Lions, and the Lions had nothing to play for by the time the game was kicked off, and you still ended up losing that game, and your offense scored a grand total of 16 points. 16 points. Yep. I mean, that, that, that tells you pretty much what you need to know in terms of which direction we should go with the quarterback, which is why I'm not surprised that Shefty put it out over the weekend that the Green Bay Packers would prefer to move on to Jordan Love. What they're actually saying is the Green Bay Packers would prefer not to pay Aaron Rodgers $60 million for not making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's what they would prefer. And, oh, by the way, they have to make a decision on Jordan Love's fifth-year option this offseason. Yes, and and not pay him $60 million to not make my other players better. That's the thing about both these quarterbacks right now. They're not making anybody else better. Brady I disagree. Might, well, I disagree. Think, I think Brady makes people better because of what he brings to your culture and the leadership intangibles. Tom Brady is going to set the tone in terms of how a team needs to prepare to compete at a championship level. You can't say that Aaron Rodgers does that throughout the calendar year. Maybe he does it in training camp. Maybe he does it throughout the regular season. But we know from what we saw in Tom in New England, what we saw from Tom early on in Tampa Bay, what he is going to demand, not even demand, what he's going to command in terms of commitment level from everybody on that team. Uh, okay, but how did that work this year? I mean, they were he couldn't get on the same page with Mike Evans, and he looked exceptionally frustrated at times, and it wasn't the usual yell at everybody else, what the heck are you doing kind of thing. From yeah, Brooklyn. but the coach has to play some role in it too, Carlin. Yes. That's the biggest part. I mean, think about it. Todd Bowles and the mismanagement that we saw. The end of the Cleveland Browns game. Absolutely egregious in terms of how he managed the clock. Against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Up 17 to nothing. The fake punt gaffe when Gio Bernard didn't know that he was getting the ball on a fake punt. Those things are inexcusable. Those things ain't on Tom Brady. Those things are on the head coach Todd Bowles. So again, good players can't overcome bad coaching. But you know where Brady ain't got to worry about bad coaching? San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's a good fit for that organization and for Tom Brady, who seems like he's running out of places to land when it comes to continuing his football future and trying to compete at a Super Bowl level. If you add Brady to the 49ers, I don't know that it automatically launches them in front of the Eagles at that point. I didn't say it automatically. No, I, I, no, I, I, I know. I'm, based on the conversation we were having earlier, if you put Rodgers there, I think it does. If you put Brady there, let me ask same you, level. Let me ask you this. If Tom Brady is your quarterback this past Sunday rather than Brock Purdy, you think you got a better chance of getting of out of that with a win? Of course. Exactly. So that's the point. Of that's course. the point of going the route of Tom Brady. And the great part about it is it doesn't cost you any picks. It's probably not going to cost you a lot of money. 
Tom Brady's not commanding a lot of money. Tom Brady wants to go win a Super Bowl. Listen, there ain't a whole lot of places he's going to have the opportunity to do that. I think it's – they're going to be in a good spot if they land either one. I think they're going to be in a better spot long-term if they land Rodgers because I think he could be playing – And you got to get past years. the whole trade, trade Trey Lance thing. That thing makes no sense. The upside that Trey Lance has long-term is greater than any draft I haven't seen him play in five years. Yeah, but you're still – you invested three first-round draft picks in him, and the kid takes up $9 million on your salary cap. Trey Lance ain't killing you. I, he's not killing you. He's not killing you, no, but you got to think was, about it this way. How much does a good backup quarterback cost in the NFL? $10, 15000000 million a year? Let me okay, ask you this. Trey Lance plus Brock Purdy is still not $10 million on your salary cap. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Somebody's a little fired up. Well, you took it there. You got well, me there. Well, listen. You got me there. It started, you started off on the wrong foot by not throwing ma- the middle name into the show. There's... You started off on the wrong foot. It also like makes it. too much sense, and I understand that you'd be frustrated with, yeah. my, with me on that. Yeah. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What do you do when someone can't handle their current responsibilities? Well, you give them more to do, of course. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Tonight, let's be honest, I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Second and goal, Brady pulls it down, now throws it, intercepted by Curse. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game, so, yeah, let's just be one day at a time. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. If he ends up with a coach, you could end up like that. He ended up in San Francisco. We'll get into that with Dan Graziano here in just a moment. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. Inflation is lame. Crying at the gas station is lame. And overpaying for razors is lame. That's why Dollar Shave Club exists. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. That's why they've been hawking shaving products for years online, and they're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Get your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Epic razors, epically affordable. So a top shelf shave, better than the shave you had at the barbershop last week. It's st- I'm still not over it. <laughs> still a disaster. Can you ever run into this? Do you, do you ever get... Uh, any kind of a shave at the barber? I have. Yeah. I, not often, but I have. Two things. Yeah. Number one, do you ever feel more, more vulnerable in your life no. than when you are leaning back and they've got a razor no, right that's, there? Yeah, you, you got to make sure the guy's not having a bad day. And, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no it, doubt. We, we don't need him going Sweeney Todd. No. No, 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 no. That's no. all bad. No. And then, so I'm sitting there and he, he cuts it way too short and it looks like I have a fat chin strap right now. Huh. And it's not good. It's, it's not, just, it, and, and, and mm. by the way, by the, you really have no sympathy for me right now. I can see it in your face. You have no, no sympathy. No, I do. For I, I feel bad. That, that's tough. You, they, you pointed this out last week. Well, he shouldn't feel bad, bad because you went to a barber that you didn't know. You get a bad shave a bad haircut. And, you just kind of got to live with that, exactly. right? Like, like until the, yeah, it's, it's tough. I know. He, I hear but you. you pointed it out. He's got resting wise-ass face. That's what he's got. Well, listen, man, you did the, the <laughs> me. You did the Dollar Shave Club read. It just yes. reminded me that your beard is in bad shape because you trusted a barber that you didn't know, hmm. and you didn't explain to him chapter and verse how you want your beard shaved. Sure, fault. That's a you problem. Wow. Thanks, jerk. Yeah. He, now he has no sympathy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He really has no sympathy. Yeah. He's attacking. Speaking me of now. you problems, UCL problems. Yeah. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Danny Graziano, of course, ESPN NFL reporter. Let's just start there. So Brock Purdy yeah. is out six months. Dan, just lay out, give me the 30,000-foot view of this quarterback situation yeah. now with three injured guys and much speculation. Well, Garoppolo is a free agent. I think you can take him out of the picture, but I thought he was out of the picture last year, so what do I know? Uh, Purdy is a guy that, go back three days, and you were thinking that this is a guy they think they can get them to the Super Bowl and maybe be next year's starter. So if he comes back healthy, you would have to believe he's in the mix. And then Trey Lance was the starter to begin the season, and he's been out since the second week with a with a you know ankle injury. If he's back healthy, you'd think he. If if nothing changes, Garoppolo leaves and they bring back Purdy and Lance. I could I could absolutely see a situation where they have a training camp competition between those two guys to be the starter. Um, but I could also see a situation where they go get a veteran. And we're talking about like is is this the landing spot for Tom Brady? Is this the ready-made team with all these great yards after catch receivers and this and this great defense and and uh, and the play caller and, and Shanahan, the top level play caller? They would have to. 
probably make some fixes along the offensive line to make Brady happy, but I think that's true almost anywhere he would go. Uh, so it, it's going to be something that's speculated and discussed a lot, and, and I would not be at all surprised if it's speculated and discussed by the people involved, namely Tom Brady and Kyle Shanahan. Graz, the other big headline coming out of conference championship weekend was the penalties, and it was in both games. The Philadelphia Eagles got seven first downs via penalties mm. on the San Francisco 49ers. The Cincinnati Bengals doubled up in penalties on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I, I mean, has the officiating in the NFL gotten worse or is this now just the heightened sensitivity because of the coverage that we have in the National Football League? I mean, I, th- I think the NFL officiating over the past several years has seen a shift in terms of personnel because people have, there have been a lot of retirements. There's been some attrition in the ranks of NFL officials uh, and uh, guys leaving for retiring or leaving for TV jobs or sick of the abuse, whatever it is. Uh, and so as a result, there are some newer people in the ranks. And I think obviously with experience, like anything else, you'll see uh, improvements. But I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, like, I'm not one to look at number of penalties and, and say something's wrong with the officiating. I mean, it may be that the 49ers were committing a lot of penalties, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the, I mean, like the Joseph Osai play at the end of the game in the Bengals Chiefs, that, that was a penalty. Like, yep. they, they were yep. right to call it. Yeah, that, that's not on the officials. That's on Joseph Osai. And he knows that. And, and he said as much. So uh, I don't. I I have long believed that you know that we talk about officiating too much that people get too worked up about it that it's a game condition that you either overcome or you don't as long as there are human beings officiating games there're going to be mistakes if you tell me the the game is rigged by the officials in the favor of one team or the other and you can prove that Sure, burn the whole thing down. I, I'm not, that, that's fine. But I don't think we have that evidence. Uh, and if we did, I'm sure someone would, uh, there would be plenty of people rushing to present it to us. And well, I think what we're seeing is a game that is played at an incredibly high speed that's probably very difficult to officiate in real time. So they've established a lot of instant replay review that, that helps with that. But it, it, it doesn't catch any, everything, and it never will. I really... This is not the Saints from a few years back in the NFC Championship game. No. no. Yeah. And it, look, the need... LeBron James play is probably a better comparison to that. That's yeah. a fair play. Right? Like yeah. a, a play that yeah. would have basically ended the game, right? Yes. Yeah. And then didn't get called. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So Kellen Moore is out as the OC for the Dallas Cowboys, and he has a job in four minutes. Yeah. Uh, Is he better off? Uh, Maybe. I I think, I mean, what Justin Herbert offers at this point in his career in terms of uh, his ability and his upside, I could see that being a more enticing uh, situation. I also think, look, I, I don't know, I don't know if this is Kellen Moore's mindset. It probably isn't, but uh, looking from the outside, could you elevate from Chargers offensive coordinator to Chargers head coach more quickly than you could in, yeah. in Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, right? So yeah. uh, I think it's a, it's probably a good move for him. Like he's been with the Cowboys. Uh, since he was a player, right? He finished his career there as a player and moved right onto the coaching staff. So uh, trying something new is not a bad idea. It's a great landing spot. I mean, that offensive coordinator job was was highly sought because of Herbert. I think people are, are really eager to work with that player. So I think it's a good, it's a good situation for Kellen Moore. And, and quite frankly, um, the scrutiny you get in Dallas is not matched anywhere else. 
And so maybe, uh, you know, a breather from that would be a nice thing for him, too. So let's talk about the scrutiny in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott squarely in the crosshairs because mm-hmm. Jerry Jones has allowed the organization and the head coach to move on from half of the coaching staff. Yeah. So of the two, who's under the most pressure this year? Well, I think it's McCarthy, right? I mean, like, what, what, we'll see about Dak, right? Because okay. they, they have a big cap number on Dak at $49 million, and he has no guaranteed money left after this year. So if they, they'll tell you what they want to do with Dak by, by what they do with this contract. If they extend or restructure it, um, then he's probably there long term. If they don't do anything and they're willing to ride out a $49 million cap hit this year, then that tells you he may be playing for his job because no guaranteed money after this year. So, so we'll know that answer, I think, in short order. Uh, McCarthy, to your point about the coaching staff, they let go, what, seven coaches? Seven coaches, yep. You know, when you do that... At the next time things go wrong, they don't look at the assistants anymore, right? <laughs> they look yeah. at the guy in charge. <laughs> so that's just a pattern that we see throughout sports. Again, we, I mean, uh, with the Chargers, right? They let go. They, Staley keeps his job, but they let go of a lot of offensive. Co- so yes, that is that is something I think we'll all be watching. I think McCarthy will enter the season on just as hot a seat, if not hotter. Graz, can you recall an instance where an organization kept the incumbent head coach and fired half the staff? And competed at a championship level? Oh, and competed at a championship level. No, I, I don't think – I was going to say Todd Bowles just did it. I think it was more than half the staff, right, in, yeah. in Tampa just a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, that level of tinkering, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys looked and said the staff was maybe too big. and okay. got You know what uh, I mean? Like, so – so we'll see. I, I just McCarthy as play caller, which sounds like it may be what ends up happening. Um, it, it just wasn't going great late in the Green Bay tenure, and, no. and you wonder what's changed since then. Well, you know what they say: when you can't handle game management or things around that, add more to your responsibilities, <laughs> and things will go better. <laughs> Danny, great stuff. We My appreciate pleasure. it, Thank Dan, you. Gras- Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. He will have everything next week from Arizona and Super Bowl 57. It is Canty and Carlin in Fort Greene on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Chris, here's where I really have an issue with the Kellen Moore firing. What we have seen is a head coach that, as Dan was just talking about a few minutes ago, uh, is somebody that um, decided to make all of these changes in the offseason in hopes of getting better and, frankly, to protect himself in this spot. The only question is, how exactly does this situation improve based off of how this has played out? Because if you're the Cowboys, how do you do this? How do you start to move forward and believe that you are going to be better off without somebody who led your offense to a lot of success? I, I don't know, Carlin. And the fact that Kellen Moore got fired and hired essentially in the same day lets me know that the perception around the National Football League is that Kellen Moore wasn't the root of the problems that the Dallas Cowboys had on offense. It wasn't. And so when you think about his body of work since he was the OC in 2019, during that span, there's only been one team that's averaged more points scored than the Dallas Cowboys. 
and that's the Kansas City Chiefs, and they got Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. So Kellen Moore was pretty damn good at his job. So for Mike McCarthy to step in and be viewed as somebody that's going to now elevate the offense from where it was, considering the issues that he's had with overall game management and clock management and situational awareness throughout his team, I just I find that that's a tough sell. But the Dallas Cowboys had to do something. They had to give their fans their pound of flesh. They had to make a move to sell everybody within the organization that things would be different in 2023 in comparison to 2021 and 2022. And I think these mass firings is the change that they they felt like they had to make. I don't know that that change gets them to where they want to be. But there, there's, a, there's a huge difference here, and this is what uh, – so I've, talked, I've, I've spoken to friends of mine who are Cowboy fans. Mm-hmm. Why I have them as friends to begin with is questionable because yeah. it's definitely a, a, a personality. It's form. a questionable decision. Yes. Yeah. But I asked them this question. How do you feel today versus how you felt last week? Are you happy – with what they have done to change the dynamic. And to a person, the answer is no. No. Well, think about it, Carlin. You got rid of a good OC in Kellen Moore. You got rid of a good linebackers coach in George Edwards. You got rid of a good running back coach in Skip Pete. Your coaching staff is not better today than it was last week. Well, this is the point. It's just not. Now, we'll see what they do with the hires. But, Carlin, think about this. Are you going to get more qualified people now that everybody knows that Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat? No. You're going to get less qualified people. Probably not. You're going to get desperate people. So, Jerry Jones is saddled with going into 2023 with Mike McCarthy, a guy that's wearing a headset that you would probably say is the third best head coach in your division at best. Here's what it ultimately think comes about that. Think to. about that for yeah, a second. Brian Dayball is probably going to win Coach of the Year. Nick Sirianni's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, if you're in a situation where you need your head coach to be the difference in your team winning games when talent level between the two rosters is about on par, do you have confidence that Mike McCarthy can be the difference in that outcome in a positive way for the Cowboys? No, because I he, don't. I don't either, and not when he was. Frankly, a negative influence a week ago. Yeah, I mean, when you don't, when you give away thirty-five seconds late in the game, how do you not like, call a timeout in that situation? It's not. It's not even why they lost, but it was. It played a role of not giving him a chance to come back. I would rather have a minute twenty than fifty seconds when I'm trying to mount a last-minute drive. Yes. to tie the game. Chris, here, here's what it boils down to for me. If you're gonna blame Kellen Moore, what you're saying is he gets none of the credit for all of the offensive good work they've done over the last few years, and that's absolutely absurd, and the league and just that told was, you. And that was the work, mind you, that got Dak Prescott paid the contract yes. that he's on now. Yes. So now you have to rely on Mike McCarthy and his relationship with Dak Prescott to improve Prescott as a player, to get rid of the turnovers this coming year, and then somehow – Based on the fact that his relationship fell apart with Aaron Rodgers, this is going to go differently than that did. Here's my problem, Carlin. The window with this core of players ain't going to stay open forever. As a matter of fact, I think the window is going to shut after 2023. And you're rolling the dice going into this season with Mike McCarthy, betting that he's going to be the difference in a positive way, not only as the head coach, but now your offensive play caller and your play designer. I don't know how you can have any degree of confidence if you're Jerry Jones that that's going to work out for you. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Up next, want to know what's going to happen in the Super Bowl? Just ask Chris Canty. He's going to tell us Kenny or Canty next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's one of our favorite times of the week on Canty and Carlin, afternoons 3 to 7 p.m. on Easter, uh, Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny today, so we're going to bring a little slice of that to Greeny today with a little segment. It's also on Get Up that we kind of stole from Get Up, but whatever. Mm. It is called Kenny or Canty. The question is simple. Kenny or Canty? But only one man can answer. And that man is Christopher... Dolan Canty. No, 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 please don't. Please don't associate me with James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks, in any in any way. Please, please keep me out of that. Okay. Christopher Watkins Canty. Let's get to it. Okay, let's do it. It doesn't have any meaning. It doesn't right. have any meaning at all. All right, I appreciate that. All right, Chris. Can Jalen Hurts outplay Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl 57? Canty or Canty? You damn skippy, he can. And the reason why is because Jalen Hurts doesn't have to go up against the Eagles defense. Pat Mahomes does. That Eagles defense, Carl, in this season, including the playoffs, tops in defensive efficiency. They are tops in sacks per dropback, and they're tops in opponent QBR. So they find ways to make opposing quarterbacks look very, very human. I get it. Patrick Mahomes is an alien. 
But even against this defense, I just think that you could see Pat Mahomes struggling. Maybe not to the degree that he did in that Super Bowl against Tampa, but you could see Pat Mahomes trying to struggling to find ways to navigate around that Eagles defense. Can Chris Jones penetrate the Eagles offensive line? Can he or can't he? I'm going to say he can't, Carlin, and I get it. Chris Jones is arguably the best interior defensive lineman in all of football, but you got to earn the right to rush the passer. And the Philadelphia Eagles just don't let you do that. In two playoff games, Carlin, they got 416 yards rushing and they got seven rushing touchdowns. It's hard to rush the quarterback when it's second and four or third and two. And so that's why I don't see Chris Jones being able to dominate this offensive line like he did the Bengals. Three Pro Bowl players on the Eagles offensive line, by the way. Can the Eagles force multiple Patrick Mahomes turnovers can they or can't can't he no they they can't and pat mahomes doesn't really turn the ball over a lot in the playoffs in 13 playoff games pat mahomes has eight total turnovers carlin to 37 touchdowns this guy just doesn't turn the ball over carlin you can count them one two three four five games that he's had turnovers the other eight he hasn't so i would say that he can't they can't Force Pat Mahomes twice into turnovers. Twice in the loss to the Bucks. Twice in the loss to the Bucks. Twice in the loss to the Bucks. You're right. You're right about that. You're can right. the Eagles, rather, can Nick Sirianni outcoach Andy Reid? Can he or can't he? He can. And Carlin, we've seen a more inexperienced head coach outcoach a veteran, a legend. It happened in the Super Bowl in 2017 with Doug Peterson outcoaching Andy Reid. I mean, not Andy Reid. Bill Belichick. The example. The Philly special on the two-point conversion. Think about that. That was something that Bill Belichick and that defense were not prepared for. They hadn't seen. But overall, when you look at how Doug Peterson had that team prepared, you, you, you'd you have to say that he outcoached Belichick. I think the same can hold true in Super Bowl 57. Nick Sirianni has had his team prepared for situational football. Their second and third down conversions in the playoffs. They have eight touchdowns in 11 trips in the red zone in the two playoff games they played. This team has been great situationally throughout the entire year. And for that reason, along with the innovations that we've seen from Nick Sirianni, I say he has the potential to outcoach Andy Reid. That is another brilliant edition of Kenny or Canty, brought to you by Christopher Arthur Canty. There you go. Okay. It's Having not my middle name, but I like that middle name, Arthur. Arthur? I do. It's not bad. It's not a bad middle it's name. It's not bad. A little yeah. underrated of a name, yeah. so, frankly. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Philadelphia – there has long been a very complicated relationship with Andy Reid, given his 14 years there, given they never won a championship, given that they had five NFC championship games and only won one of them. Yeah. And then Andy Reid goes elsewhere and he's able to win a title. Now, a lot of people in Philly love Andy Reid but recognize where he came short, but it is... He's, I wouldn't call him polarizing. I would call him complicated to the Philadelphia sports fan. At the same time, I know that we look, we, we asked a question about Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid. He absolutely can outcoach him here. And it's not that Andy Reid isn't great. Yeah. We need to start recognizing the younger, really good coaches earlier in their careers. It's It's not saying that one is better than the other. It's saying that we have seen enough from Nick Sirianni since this team started 2-5 and five last year to acknowledge that on Super Bowl Sunday, it is not a massive gap between those two coaches. 
No, it's not a massive gap. I mean, Nick Sirianni took his team to the playoffs in year one, and they got boat raced by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road, and they used that experience to prepare them for this season. This identity for the Eagles has been two years in the making, Carlin. It didn't just happen this season, although we did see the drastic improvement with Jalen Hurts as a passer this year. They forged an identity around their young quarterback, and you have to attribute that to the foresight that Nick Sirianni had. He didn't try to fit a square peg in a round hole, force Jalen Hurts to adapt whatever to whatever system that he had coming from Indianapolis. He saw what Jalen Hurts did well, and he built a system around that, and you credit the player for then taking his game to the next level and finding ways to improve in his second year as a starter. So I, I think you have to give a ton of credit to Nick Sirianni, not only when it comes to the scheme and the X's and O's, but overall just his guidance, his leadership, and his player development uh, when it comes to the talent that Howie Roseman has put on this roster. And, and remember one thing, what kind of a situation he's walking into taking over for Doug Peterson when that's the guy that has won the only Super Bowl in the history of that town. And the guy that has a statue out in front of the stadium. Yes. Yeah. Standing next to Nick Foles. At, I mean, think about that for a moment. And now Nick Sirianni is on the precipice of winning another Super Bowl. I think he's going to, and I think he's going to pretty comfortably, frankly. But I, I look at what he has done in the first two years. We talk about McVay. We talk about all these other coaches. Sirianni's going to be in that discussion here pretty shortly. No question, Carlin. And it's continuing the trend of coaches that we see within their first three years with the team get their squad to the Super Bowl. Think about it. It started in 2015 with Gary Kubiak. We saw it last year with Zach Taylor. And now we're seeing it with Nick Sirianni. Pretty impressive. It doesn't take long to figure out a good coach. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.